I'm on a move, I'm on a wave, I'm on my bag now, ain't no escape, might not be there, yeah, but I'm on a wave, I'm on a wave, I'm on a wave, I'm on a move, I'm on a wave, I'm on my bag now, ain't no escape. Hey guys, welcome back to Block Channel. We're back for episode 69, the sexiest of all episodes. So, of course, we had to have on a very uh, alluring guest from a sense of mainstream adoption and getting consumers to get excited about crypto. And as podcasters, as music nerds ourselves here, we're really excited uh, to have on Ranil from uh, the Audius Project today. But before we get into Audius and Ranil, and all the really cool stuff they're working on. Let's hear from the other two co-hosts who are most loyal and are always here to fill our brains uh, with excellent insights and to ask the right questions. Uh, Dr. Corey Petty and Dimitri Ferguson, can you introduce yourselves to the audience for number 69? Yeah, buddy. Uh, Dr. Corey Petty here, CSO of Status and co-founder of the Bitcoin Podcast Network. Uh, I think me and Dee have always been into audio projects and we've been waiting for something to kind of work so uh, i'm excited to dig into this yeah man uh, and i'm d the other co-founder of the bitcoin podcast network co-host of the show loving it um i recently got fiber optic internet steven and i feel like dr manhattan it's so fast uh, but just you're like never at home to even take advantage of your internet anyway. well th things are changing steven got <laughs> coming off well, the good. road that's good. I'm glad. Glad. Well, <laughs> well. Now that you're now that you're coming off the road here, let's learn some more about Audius and see if we can finally retire our podcast lives to what they're building. So, Ranil, uh, can you give us and our audience uh, a background on uh, your nerdy upbringings and how you found your way into the crypto world before we learn more about your project? Yeah. I mean, thank you all so much for having me. Um, and yeah, and I guess. I, I definitely did have that nerdy upbringing, um, but I was always a music nerd too along the way. So growing up, I played drums for a while. I you know, was kind of dabbled in uh, production a little bit and some other things. I, I think I kind of realized pretty quickly um, in music, you need kind of a combination of grit and determination and hard work which i think i did have and some god-given talent which i did not <laughs> so i realized pretty quickly that uh you know i i was best uh best suited to to other pursuits but you know always listen to a ton of music but um yeah i've been doing sort of like software building stuff uh for for a long long time i actually got into like kind of computer stuff more generally making hackintosh laptops and desktops like when uh osx first switched over to uh uh to being x86 based there was like this whole little ecosystem that popped up around it and it's still kind of going today i think too but uh uh yeah so that's kind of how i got into software stuff i uh, got super into distributed systems um towards the end of like high school and early college so i like to think that my eventual impact with you know us me running into crypto was sort of inevitable but it actually took me like four or five times of running into it before i was actually like 
oh, this is interesting, you know? Um, and that first kind of moment where things clicked for me a little bit was uh, around late 2012. Um, I was in, in college at the time and there was this like liberation technology group uh, on campus. It was just like students who got together and talked about like cool subversive technology, things like Tor and, and other things. Um, and we started talking about Bitcoin, uh, someone kind of brought it up and we discussed it and that, you know, that was the first time I, I started to realize what this could actually mean. Um, and I, I sort of fell, fell down the rabbit hole then. So started mining, um, started kind of like building little projects in the space. Um, didn't really see the, and I'm not really a, a financial person in general. I just thought the technology here was really cool. Um, so my friends and I who were mining, uh, one of whom is my co-founder Forrest here at, at Audius today, um, we actually like uh, in 2013, uh, you know, with our like year or so of, of mining earnings, we were like, oh my God, you know, we were the, these college students, right, with no money. And we were like, oh, we, we have like a few thousand dollars for the first time. Like, let's go on an awesome spring break trip, right? So we sold everything we had and uh, uh, went to Honduras and had a great trip scuba diving and having fun. And, you know, it's I, I think of it all as water under the bridge, but it's kind of funny to look back on you know, that was, that was a very expensive uh, <laughs> spring break trip in, in retrospect, you know what I mean? But, uh, you know, I've got a roof over my head, I've got food in my stomach, you know, life, life could be worse, but it, it is funny to think about. But anyway, um, so kind of uh, one project I became a little bit more serious about was this thing called Backslash. It was like a Venmo mm -hmm. for Bitcoin is how I'd describe it. That was in 2014 or so. Um, okay. Brendan and I were working on that. Uh, we got to like 25,000 monthlies at that time, but just couldn't figure out how to grow. Wait, what was, that? what was the name that. of it again? It was called Backslash. Backslash. Um, it was that just like, so a, familiar, think like a social. Yeah, yeah. I think like a social uh, kind of. Uh, uh, like name resolution thing. So that I actually have been hmm. following uh, uh, Mackie, their work on, on Handshake and stuff a lot because of that. That space is something that's like very interesting to me uh, from that historical legacy. But yeah, we just couldn't figure out how to grow past that and mm -hmm. uh, ended up kind of like winding down the project and moving on. But um, I found my way over to uh, Kleiner Perkins after that, the venture firm, and me and a couple of others started their seed practice. Uh, the The goal being to start to place small bets in, in really bleeding edge areas of tech. And I covered crypto for them. So I did the seed for uh, Lightning Labs, uh, Elizabeth Stark's company, and then uh, a couple of others at that time. Um, and kind of, you know, got to stay close to the space, but I sort of missed building stuff and and ended up leaving there in 2017. And, and Audius came together there soon after that. And, and I can kind of walk you through the whole audio. Oh yeah, no, no, no. We'll get there. Well, we get but, there. Um, we'll get yeah. there. We wanted yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we wanted to understand your nerd cred first on how you got into here. So you know, you definitely played. <laughs> you definitely you, you played into that real well. So I guess before we start hopping into the obvious uh, about Audius, um, like what eventually led you down the path of um, you know stacks like Ethereum and IPFS, and then we'll lead that organically into you know why Audius. Yeah. So I. In uh, like mid to late 2015 or so, uh, so I, I kind of missed the whole white paper and everything else. But it was that uh, the Homestead release of the first version of ETH to, to come out and started playing with it. And I deployed uh, some contracts. I wrote like mm -hmm. uh, you know the the typical first Solidity contracts, right? The coin flip mm -hmm. or the like 
you know, stuff like that. And, and uh, just started to kind of, it, it took me a little bit of time to wrap my head around what this meant. But when, when I kind of realized what it, what it meant, it was, it was uh, huge to me, right. It, it kind of, you know, like a lot of things that I had wondered about being able to do started to become possible with some tooling like this. And uh, it was actually around that time too, that the, um, uh, the idea for, for Audius first sort of came to uh, my co-founder Forrest and I. So we were seeing all of our favorite uh, electronic producers getting deplatformed from SoundCloud for the most part, right? And and we started to ask ourselves, like, how could you make a music distribution thing that was owned by and controlled by the community? Um, and that was what originally led me down, like, starting to poke at, at IPFS as well. But at that time, we concluded, like, it wouldn't really be possible with uh, the state of kind of decentralized web tech at that time to build something like this without like a massive amount of capital, right? So we we didn't you know didn't really pursue it any further at that time. But yeah, it was actually always I, I guess my context for understanding and knowing about IPFS was always from the perspective of like trying to build a music thing. <laughs> so it was like inevitable, like, or yeah, maybe not inevitable, but like eventually that, that did kind of come together. And I was a big fan of, of Juan and, and the team over at uh, Protocol Labs as well. So I kind of, you know, I, I think that that's originally what attracted me to, to that tool chain. And yeah, it's just, it's so wild to see how far the whole ecosystem has come and, and how the how all of that progress has made it possible for us to do something like more vertical and, and vertical focused like this um, with all of those building blocks underneath us. Hmm. So, so to get this thing started, um, since we you know we've talked on, obviously you're building a project and it has something to do with music. Uh, obviously the project is named Audius. So let's go ahead and give the audience a, like a 20,000 foot glance at uh, what is Audius definitionally? What's it trying to accomplish? And who are some of its first users? And um, how are they utilizing the platform to its fullest? Yeah, so Audius is a decentralized audio hosting and streaming distribution protocol. Um, that's a big, huge mouthful. What that actually means in practice and, and what it means for artists is that they can distribute anything they want to whomever they want on any terms that they set um, without the platform being able to interfere in those things um, and with censorship resistance as well, right? But it's effectively in, in practice, what this looks like today is a decentralized SoundCloud. It's like a place where you can upload and share audio and you know share out links to that audio with your fans and then they can come listen to it. Um, in future, it starts to look a little bit different, right? And, and uh, our first party client is a means to bootstrap the content catalog available in this, in this protocol. But ultimately, what we're really excited about is the fact here that like anyone can build their own client, uh, right? If you wanted to make your own cool music listening experience or say, um, you know, if you have some existing distribution as a curator or, or something else like via a blog or via Twitter or whatever else, like you can use the tools and the tool chain of Audius to potentially monetize your following more effectively than, than you otherwise could. Um, but that's, uh, that's what got us all really excited about this. It's just, uh, you know, we really felt like music distribution was something that should be owned by the people who actually create the music. Right. Um, and, and not by these, 
kind of complex networks of, of middlemen that, that kind of govern how music is, is shared and, and governed today. Mm. So, so go with me on a journey for a second. I know a guy, maybe it's me, maybe it's not, calls themselves DJ Black Bezos. He's got music. <laughs> And he's got music. He wants he, he he wants to distribute it. Like what what's gonna keep me from like putting in maximum effort to go get like a record deal rather than just you know what I'm just gonna go independent here and I'm doing it the obvious route. Yeah. So see, this is zero sum, right? Like you can do both. Um, you don't you don't. It's not like one or the other necessarily. Um, but but really, the type of artist we're going after is is that up and coming uh, uh, producer, bedroom DJ, rapper, etc., who's you know just trying to find their audience and, and trying to break out, and and that's really the ethos that that we've tried to capture so far. So yeah, I mean, our our feedback would be like the the kind of gates are open here. Anyone can come, upload and share anything they want, um, and and we think that by building a better product and a product that gives artists more rights and and a way to better monetize their content uh, artists have an incentive to bring their fan base here uh right and and so far that's that's played out roughly the way we expected in the last four or five months since launch but it's early days so uh we're we're excited about what's to come there so i think one of my obvious questions here is um Basically, your branding, like you can't take, you can't take the content down, which means someone is storing this content. You have you, and you don't have any access to tell them to, to take it down. Who's storing it, and why would they store it? And how does that work? Yeah, so um, there's a community of node operators in Audius that basically run storage and and uh, indexing nodes. So there are two types of, of nodes. Um, the storage nodes are, and basically on, on both sides right now, um, that's being fully community run. Um, so you know when you're using Audius, you're actually talking to one of these uh, community nodes or your, your client is, that is, and uh, getting the data that you need to render your view or listen to your music or whatever. Um, so yeah, the folks who are, who are actually storing the content at rest are basically the ones who are operating these uh, kind of storage nodes uh, to effectively like a, a thin wrapper around an IPFS uh, uh, daemon that kind of is actually storing the content and, and keeping it available on the IPFS network. Um, your incentive to run one of those is basically there's a, a staking system in Audius that lets you um, earn kind of revenue from the broader network in exchange for offering that service. Um, and the way we secure your offering of that service is is via you putting up a stake and earning revenue in proportion to uh, to the stake you've put up. So um, I can you know kind of un- unpack all the details around kind of the the crypto economic side of that, but that, that's kind of the the twenty thousand foot view there is um, you know, people are running these because they can get paid for it. Um, but today we're, we're running in kind of a testnet capacity. So the folks who are running these are actually just doing it altruistically. Um, but with the promise that when payments in Audius roll out, there's this mechanism for them to capture back um, uh, a percentage of every payment in Audius via that staking mechanic. Yeah, I gotta say the the front end of of how this looks is is wonderful, smooth, streamlined. Um, it doesn't feel like it's a blockchain p- 
product, right? And I think that's a that's a really important thing for you to be able to like get people to use it, upload their content, um, go to it to stream music and find people. And uh, so like kudos to to, to building something um, as it stands right now to like it's it's usable. It's usable right now. I was listening to it earlier today for a couple hours. Yeah, the sound quality is really damn good. And I'll and I'll say this to the audience, and I'm not bullshitting you when I say this. The Audius iOS mobile app is better than the iOS SoundCloud app. And I kid you not. And the reason I like it is because they actually have a full, rich profile-like experience. Same concept of liking and loving songs, reposting stuff to your threads. You can see curated lists of playlists, of artists, um, great album art. Everything is like very you know, rich. Um, uh, the, it, everything is nicely well designed. Is exactly where you would expect it to be, and it is a shame that Audius, or maybe it's just you know a blessing that Audius has come along here and has actually provided. In my experience, because blockchain itself is hoisted and its main RSS feed is on SoundCloud, but I told Ranil that if as soon as he had support for RSS feeds on Audius, I would happily move SoundClouds over to that. Um, one, because I get like the redundancy of having like our audio and stuff like that backed up, you know, across like their slew of nodes, um, but also same rich sound quality. And I don't need to pay for SoundCloud, you know, uh, pro in order to like uh, host that information. Um, it's kind of just seems like a no brainer to me. So I guess my right question Guys, would be, uh... my question would be what struggles are you most worried about with Audius? Because for me, it works really damn good and it and it looks good. So what's the hardest thing to happen next? Guys, that's that's music to our ears. So I, I really appreciate you saying that. No, no pun intended on the music. <laughs> but uh yeah, I mean it's it's it took a lot of work for us to get this user experience to a point where like we could actually go approach uh, like a non-crypto native artist and say, hey, like use this thing to distribute your content. And I think that's kind of the general thesis we we have uh, here on, on the team for where crypto is going more generally is that like using crypto and decentralized technologies as, as part of your tool chain or your stack in building a product, it's, it's an architecture choice um, and advertising and trying to get users to use your thing on the basis of it being decentralized or built on like Ethereum for the sake of, of being built on Ethereum or whatever is like kind of a fool's errand, right? You're not, um, you know, no one uses uh, Facebook because it's built on MySQL, right? That's like not a thing that, that end users like care about. What they do care about is the what? benefits that decentralization can provide you. Um, exactly. so, so, so yeah, I mean, that's what we're excited about. So what has been the overall reaction from the crypto community? So for us, for us who are not only crypto folks and been doing this for a long time, but since we're music people, like we see it, we get it. And we're like, okay, well, this is cool. We've been waiting for something like this for like a while. But what's been the general feedback from the crypto community? And then with that said, what's been the feedback from the general artist community and who is more excited? Yeah, so feedback from both sides, I, I think has been generally super positive, but I think the artist side is definitely more excited about this. Um, so the, the need for them is very visceral, right? It's like they are not 
enfranchised on um, existing platforms and they they don't have a say in how these things evolve, how the processes around things like deplatforming work, right? Um, and, and, you know, we literally see like tweets every day, every few days from artists saying like, SoundCloud is a treacherous place right now. Um, you know, my content is disappearing. My account disappeared. Like what's what's going on? And there's no accountability from like, a corporate perspective for that. And I, I don't think this is SoundCloud's fault either. It's like they're being put in this impossible position, right, of, of being, you know, having to police the content on this network from like 10 different competing directions, right? There's the artist who wants their content to be available, right? There are rights holders who've pushed uh, SoundCloud to give them the right to censor anything on SoundCloud, right? Um, and, and from SoundCloud's perspective, like it's not cost effective for them to review all these cases where like an artist's content goes away or the artist's account is, is taken away. Um, so, you know, they, they kind of demur and, and have to say like, you know, sorry, there's nothing we can do to help. So I think that's, those problems have all been why artists are super excited about us. Um, and to get to the, the answer for your earlier question there, I, I think our biggest upcoming kind of challenges here are, are really around, um, you know, continuing to grow the audience on Audius, uh, the types of content we're hosting on Audius in a way that, like, we, we basically have a, a kind of four-sided marketplace here, right, if you, if you model it a certain way. And... What that means is that once we've overcome the initial hump in those four areas, like this protocol will be very defensible, but overcoming that initial hump uh, with those four, four areas being artists, listeners, uh, node operators, and then uh, client kind of uh, ecosystem, right? So I mentioned, you know, anyone can build a, a client for Audius or consume the Audius content through other other kind of user interfaces. like bootstrapping four individual audiences on top of like one kind of network system is, is a big undertaking, right? So no, that's, no. that's where all of our time and energy is, is focused. Uh, there's, yeah. there's a reason no one's done this yet. And it's because it's so yeah. damn hard um, because you've got licensors, you've got the artists to worry about, consumers you got to want to listen to, you've got, you've got to make the labels happy. You got to like, you know, also got to calm down any, you know, journalists that like might like want to, you know, get a little bit jumpy with wanting to like, you know, make certain claims about copyright and things like that. There's so much that comes with starting crypto related social media platforms that you, the fact that you've gotten this far, you're over a big hump. I'll tell you that much. The fact that your product looks and works the way that it does at this point is a pretty good indicator. So uh, that being said, you artists obviously are in the most important part, right? You're going to kind of need that. Like when I open your app, I want to, you know, see some damn music and that's the reason I'm going to stick to it. So which artists or type of genre has kind of like jumped at um, Audius first? And why do you think that might be? I think our core audience right now is definitely like North American electronic music. Um, and, and I think there are two reasons for that. One is that's the genre that um, me and my co-founder know well and that we mm -hmm. had a network in that we could use to kind of bootstrap um, the, the super early folks coming on. Right. Um, but ultimately the, the, you know, music is a lot larger than North American electronic music. <laughs> so, um, you know, the, the next kind of, uh, uh, area we, we want to tackle is, is really hip hop. So we've started, uh, uh, to kind of 
get a lot of folks on board um, uh, right now, like up and coming rappers and hip hop producers like Lido, for example, and, and folks like that have been contributing and, and it's been fantastic to, uh, to see what they've done here. And I, I think it kind of both of those uh, kind of areas or, or genres of music, if you will, right, have faced such a tremendous uphill battle in finding distribution among they uh, in discovery mechanisms, et cetera, right? Like the, the kind of existing music industry machinery tried so hard to suppress uh, the rise of gangster rap in the early 90s, like, you know, I, I, probably a little bit before uh, a lot of our time and a lot of the time of the folks listening here, but um, you know, like rap before before gangster rap was like the Beastie Boys, right? And and I think people forget that like the the industry tried to sort of control this type of of music, and it turned out to be uncontrollable, right? And that was the start. That was like the first chip away at, at this like uh, cathedral that that they had created and built up, and and you know many developments over the last 25 years have accelerated that but yeah i mean we really see ourselves as being the next step in that and that's why i think we this message has resonated very strongly with both hip-hop and edm folks is that they face such an uphill battle even getting like you know any sort of mainstream validation or recognition for the kinds of content that they were that they were making but that you know represented how they felt and and how they wanted to share those feelings out with with their local communities and then bubbling up from there, uh, you know, the rest of the world, right? So I think that's been super exciting. Um, and, and all of these sort of problems that I mentioned around deplatforming and things like that, these genres have both felt in a, in a very extreme way as well, right? Um, and, and that's not to say, uh, you know, to address what you brought up around copyright, that's not to say that we don't think moderation shouldn't exist in this system. Like there's a place for moderation mm -hmm. everywhere, but moderation mm -hmm. should be a community owned and community driven process, not mm -hmm. something that a single company controls, right? Um, and ultimately that's why we designed this system in the way that we had. If it is not to, to make content uncensorable, but to give everyone a voice in and a say in like what you know what this community wants to uh, to be advocating for and and promoting. Mm. So so like when it comes to the censorship thing, especially talking about like how SoundCloud is often musicians. How what's Audius's response to that? Like if it's if it's censorship resistant, then I could take like the Ghostbusters theme music and just upload it and be like, yeah, I made that. Like, like stop me. It's not stopping. I uploaded it and I made that. So how do you guys respond to that? I mean, do, do you just say, hey, it's hands off. It's decentralized. Like, go to that musician and tackle that with them. But, you know, how do you how do you tackle that situation? Yeah, so the, the responsibility for that is not absolved in Audius. It's it's being shifted uh, to, to a different group of folks, right? So mm -hmm. our company is not hosting the content or the metadata that exists in this system, which is what lets us um, kind of operate under a different legal classification. However, um, there's still someone hosting it, right? And, mm -hmm. and those someones are, are responsible for 
what they're hosting via um, things like the DMCA, for example. So those nodes, those storage nodes actually expose like a DMCA kind of request response mechanism, as well as, um, you know, there's some kind of, you know, there's some complexity around how you would have to issue a, a takedown through that mechanism, right? So in parallel, our team is also building out an arbitration system that we think will help. Um, basically, it's, this is a community-driven sort of uh, uh, kind of case resolution system where a rights holder or an artist whose content has been infringed can effectively uh, file a claim and say, "Hey, like you know, this is actually my content, and here's my proof for for why this is my content." Um, and the community would actually vote on on whether or not to kind of grant a like you know repointing of ownership of that content or to to allow it to stay where it is so um so yeah i mean i, I think it, the goal here is to bring transparency and accountability to all of these processes um it's it's not to say that you know audius like audius doesn't exist to enable like you know piracy on on any scale right we're artists first and artists focused and ultimately that you know, that means, you know, giving artists control of their content, right? And, and letting, you know, or, you know, basically having anyone be, be uploading stuff and, and distributing under the name of the artist is, is not aligned with us kind of fitting that ethos and, and that mission, right? And, and I think the background that we have has really been what's like gotten artists so excited about us, right? It, it's like they see this as a meaningful step forward um kind of against the current status quo yeah i don't mean to to belabor this any, uh, anymore but something i find interesting about plays like this is that uh proving when you do something is very easy um and since it's all digital comparing uh different versions of a specific thing is also quite easy and so having an arbitration system that sits on top it's like hey here we go, uh, is, is kind of like facilitates the use of like having creators being able to prove that they did something first and then monetizing appropriately for, for their, for their creative work, assuming that they're on the platform. Yeah, that's, that's exactly how we, uh, how we think about it. Right. It, it's like, if you sort of, you know, if you want to participate in audience and, and do so sort of productively, um, you know, we, we tried to be very careful with how we designed the crypto economic incentives around this to to incentivize like good behavior and, and good outcomes, e exactly to your point there. My question next would be in relation to like A&R. So you said, you know, uh, you guys have like, you know, pre uh, pre existing, you know, insights and, you know, expertise into like the, the American like EDM side. But for instance, um, like I was I was pretty excited about Audius. And I sent it over to my buddy, Masego, and he was like, word, you know, I'll take a look at it. Haven't had any word back from him yet, but I'm going to I'm going to hit him up about this. Um, and, you know, I sent it over to my other homie, um, Austin Edwards, who's over in Atlanta. And he works with quite a few uh, artists out there, um, Jacquees uh, and a few other notable individuals that are originate out of Atlanta. So, you know, for them, it's like a oh, I hadn't even heard about this yet. Right. So, so for them, it's like a, 
how do you break into these spheres? So it's like you got a product. It speaks to folks outside of crypto. You've got non-crypto related. But how do you break into the other cultural mutual niches um, uh, effectively? Yeah, so one of the most fascinating things I've found about music more generally is that even though music distribution is kind of like a mass scale internet uh, uh, kind of phenomenon, the way music is created and the way communities form around music is hyper local, right? Like exactly to your point, the the Atlanta um, music scene is like produces a totally different kind of, of rap, for example, than like the Toronto rap scene, right? And and even more kind of taking that a step further, like different local scenes actually kind of have like a mainstream rise and, and fall over different periods of time, right? Like Bay Area rap with g and, and other folks had kind of a, a moment in the sun a while back, but has has sort of waned a bit in, in sort of the greater, broader public uh, eye and, and sort of Toronto rap with Drake and others have, has had a, a resurgence. And we see this play out in electronic music as well and in, in others. So it's, it's really this, like, the strategy here has been to um, kind of find and, and work with the right set of advocates in, in a given community and make sure that, um, you know, when we go approach specific artists, um, you know, even if they haven't heard about us, because yeah, yeah, that's, that's the response everyone has to uh, any new thing, right? It's like, what is that? And, and why should I care about that? It's super important to, um, to have someone that they know and that they trust uh, that has like vetted us and decided on their own that like, we are something interesting for them. Um, and, and can kind of act as, as uh, almost an ambassador for, for us in that case, right? So, so w- the way we kind of run artist relations here it is really almost, uh, it, it's not too different from like a, an A&R process, the, the term you, you uh, alluded to there, right? Which is the department of a music label that uh, basically kind of scouts and, and acquires new talent for the label. We actually think about how we build out that org very similarly. Um, and, and it's super early days for us, right? We, we've got uh, 150,000 monthly users on Audius. Uh, we've got about 18,000 artists today, 50,000 or so tracks. Um, but, you know, the amount of money we've raised to date is less than Spotify spends on, a, on advertising in a day, right? Like it's just a different uh, uh, kind of, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's a different like sort of scale that that we operate at at the beginning but our time will come right it, it just uh it's something that snowballs and and we kind of i think we've actually done the the harder part of the journey which is getting the product out and finding something that resonates with folks um our kind of story shifts really into uh into a a, a scaling mode from from here onwards nice man i'm gonna hit up my boy uh black bezos See if we can get you guys an exclusive. Dude, please do. <laughs> that would uh, that would be amazing. We can, uh, you know, we'll we'll we're happy to to help him on board and, and uh, check, check things out. That'd be super cool. Um, hey D, D, what was your what was your DJ name earlier today that you said when you first got your Wi-Fi? Uh, Doctor uh, Men Blackton because yeah, it's <laughs> Manhattan, but. I'm black, so I would glow black. I would glow black instead of glowing blue. And I'd probably cover up my dong too. We because... gotta get you on. Man. <laughs> uh, yeah, 
<laughs> oh, um, but that that being said, I guess like um, another question would be here. So you know, if I was looking to support Audius and I wanted to help you guys grow because I saw what you guys are doing and I understand the tech and I understand what you like, how can I assist you guys as um, an artist? And then how can I assist you as maybe like a crypto community member and or a developer? Like how how do, how do we help Audius be bigger than it is today? Yeah, as an artist, um, just using it, sending us feedback, um, sharing it with your fans. If if you're so inclined, that's that's the best way to uh, to help us out, right? Um, you know, the building in the way that we are and and kind of the system being designed in, in the way that it is. Um, being early on Audius gives you a chance to kind of ride our our growth as as that happens and um, kind of to be able to stake your your kind of territory within this new this new paradigm and this new kind of mode of operation, right? Um, uh, that's that's really the best you know the best way you can help us, right? It's just using us and, and sharing us with your fans, um, and yeah, for for you all just checking out the app, uh, finding some cool music. That's, that's the, that's the very best thing. Uh, any, anyone, where, can, do where can we, right where now. can we find you online and what's, what am I looking for in the app store search? If I'm looking you up. Yeah. So in the app store, you can just search Audius. It's a U D I U S on mm-hmm. iOS and Android. Uh, you can, you can download us, install it, um, check it out. Um, or on, on the web, we're at audius, A-U-D-I-U-S dot C-O. Uh, so if you want to use the web player or as an artist, um, you have to use the web version to upload music. Um, mm-hmm. or, or we have a desktop client as well that you can download and upload music from. But uh, uh, we don't support uploads on, on mobile yet. So you'll kind of have to use, have to use both. But um, yeah, you can find us there. Uh, the project is most active on Twitter. Uh, so if you if you check out Audius Project, uh, the handle on Twitter, that's that's sort of where we share um, uh, our more frequent updates about how things are going. And yeah, I mean, we just love to uh, love to share what we've built with the world, and and are always looking for feedback. So if you want to reach out to our team, uh, you know, there there are a lot of different ways to do that. Uh, there's a Discord channel. There's a um, you know, all of our emails are are pretty public and easy to find. So would love to hear what folks think and, and what we could be doing differently or better. Awesome. And so I'll definitely include like links to the audio site and to like the iOS and the Android app in the show notes. So if you're listening and you're curious and you want to download it, guys, you can just like go right into the show notes uh, and grab that as well. Uh, Corey, Dimitri, do you all have any other questions to hit Raniel with um, before we let him get back to building this awesome thing? Yeah. Who's your favorite rapper? <laughs> uh, so I, I'm loving. Uh, I, I, it's hard for me to name a favorite, but I can tell you who I'm. Who I'm Who's trending? Right Who's now. trending for you right now? Um, yeah, a guy. A guy named uh, Sprite. Uh, I, I'm probably not even saying that right. I've only seen his name written, but uh, it's S V R I T E. I'm looking it up say, right now. Yeah, he's on, yeah. He's check on the platform, on, right? Check him out on Audius. Yeah, he's. Oh, I was listening uh, to him earlier. He's from, awesome. Yeah, right. He's he's amazing, and and he's he's having a really cool moment right now. in, in terms of you know he he's finding his uh, he's finding his fans, and and he's he's just been on fire. I mean, he's producing this fantastic stuff. Um, and yeah, the cool thing was on on Audius, there are a bunch of uh, kind of unreleased tracks 
podcast from him that uh, uh, you can go check out exclusively. So yeah, we've been, you know, I'm, I'm super excited to see folks like that hopping on and, and checking things out. And it's just, it's so humbling to, to see this incredible talent. Um, and it, he was someone I followed, you know, well before Audius ever like interacted with him. Right. So it's just so cool to get to see like folks that I've just like thought their music was fucking awesome, you know, finding out about us and, and reaching out. Awesome. Well, thanks for taking the time to come on the show and explain stuff to us, break it down for us, what it is you're working on. I still personally am looking forward to seeing uh, RSS feed support coming to Audius before the end of the year, but who knows what's going on in your roadmap. Soon. But if for some reason that was it's on soon. there, that would be amazing. Uh, <laughs> I, I definitely, I definitely think you would... Soon. You, I, th- I, I would do my part to shout from the rooftops to get uh, other crypto-related podcasts <laughs> and move their feeds over if you do that. So for sure. Um, but yeah, other than that, come back on in like six, seven months once you guys are much larger. Uh, by the, can you publicly say how many users you guys have now? Is that public information? Yeah. So we've got uh, about 150,000 people Ooh. a month coming on to Audius. Uh, so yeah, I mean, we're I think we're one of the most used like decentralized apps right now, which is pretty cool. That's more than um, Stanton. Yeah, we got, That's pretty damn good. So <laughs> yeah, I'm already yeah. impressed. Yeah, awesome. got about uh, 18,000 artists or so on board and 50,000 tracks. Um, so yeah, and the cool thing about Audius, right, is that like, um, you know, all this stuff is public. If you wanted to run one of those indexing nodes, you could actually go like, you know, index all the content here and go see for yourself, right? And and poke around at stuff. It's uh, it's it's pretty fun. Well, thank you, man, for filling our minds with all this. Thank you for thank you for continuing to build this product. Uh, I I feel confident in in this product more than I have like other ones that have kind of like come along like similarly in the past. Like, what was it? Ujo. Um, I think there was another one. Um, by another consensus-related project called Jacked, J-A-A-K.io, by this London cat who came on the show as well, too. Um, just just never really proliferated. I think this the the onslaught of, you know, four or five-person, you know, like marketplace that kind of exists here um, just really gets to folks once they realize just how much of a hassle the lawyers and the headaches and the licensing is. Um, so, you know, I, I have more power to you. I hope you guys continue to kill it. And uh, once you guys have done so, like I said, come on back here and we'll, we'll boast about it. And hopefully we'll be streaming it from Audius. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much, Steve. And, and yeah, I mean, our, we, we love our competitors. I, I think, you know, I'm good friends with Jesse at, at Ujo and, and uh, some of the other folks that you mentioned. Like, I, I think where crypto is at, guys, like this space is so early any rising tide lifts all boats and, and we and them are not the enemies, right? The, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm, kind of, mm-hmm. you know, us, us doing well doesn't mean they can't do well and vice versa. So like we, I think where this space is at, it's been so cool to see, um, you know, how helpful and, and sort of, you know, how, how much of that like growth mindset everyone has, right? It's like, we're, we're all going to win or lose together here um it's it's not really about like x versus y project etc um and and yeah i'm it's been it's it's so cool I, I think this whole space is so cool and i feel so fortunate to get to be a part of it well that's a great way to close us out so so thanks again ron we're gonna hop on to your platform i'm definitely gonna try it out i'll push it on to my girlfriend and her friends too we'll see where that goes uh, and hopefully we'll have you back on here again soon but until then best of luck for your adventure man Amazing. Thanks so much, guys. 
Yeah, we got a ways. Look how far we came. I remember mid-December, nigga, all those save a lot of days. Pockets hurting cause we penny pinching, but the mission never changed. God changed the tide, so them sober go, boys avoid the stains. So look at us now, they say they asking us how. We beat the yards, even it out. Yeah, they took the mound, I battered a dial, I never went out. Yeah, yeah. Never made a move for the Rolex. Never made a play for the Maybach. I was made a move for my mama cause she loved me and I never could.